the unsweetened truth, where we don't sugarcoat anything. This podcast is for the business owners, entrepreneurs, truth seekers, the rufflers of the feathers, the risk takers, and major decision makers with some amazing stories. Well, let's get sharing. the unsweetened truth today i have a close friend and colleague of mine nick bear nick bear is doing business development over at breckville and hellman many of you i'm sure know him so welcome to the show i guess we could call it nick how are you i'm doing great how are you doing Kristen pucci good 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 and today um i think we're going to talk about a couple different things in regards to hiring interviews putting in notices um but before we get to that nick why don't you tell for those that don't know you tell them a little bit about yourself Sure. So I've been in the construction industry for over 25 years, and I have a great passion for seeing uh, companies and folks join the construction industry. Um, That's one thing I I love to do. And um, I am a father and husband, and I have uh, uh, my wife, Robin, and I live in Spring Grove, and we have three kids, Luke, Taylor, and Olivia. So um, we're very busy as a family, but we love it that way, and um, we're, we're doing great. So Good. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, I think for today, it's a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts, is just talking about hiring in general from beginning to end. Um, we're going to try to focus, we might have two parts of this, but we're going to try to focus on more of from the employee's perspective right now. Um, and I think where we'll get started is interviewing. So a lot of people get anxiety about interviewing, have a tough time interviewing, don't really necessarily know how to interview. So um, Nick and I will be talking about a couple of tips, tricks, and just things that we definitely recommend. So Nick, I'll let you go first, and then I'll kind of just fill in the gaps as we go. Sure. And maybe I'll just start out with a story. Uh, One of my good friends, this is probably 10 years ago or so, um, uh, she was much older than I was, and she was really nervous about starting a new job. And she was nervous about going to her first interview. And so we had like a phone conversation late one evening and I kind of talked her through the whole situation, you know, like come prepared, make sure you ask lots of questions. And, um, she didn't think she was going to get this job, but then it turns out, you know, she got, it was a vice president, uh, VP job and she got it and, and like, Nail, you know, nailed the interview. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and after, after the conversation, you know, um, the next day I was like, wow, I really think that like, you know, people could use some coaching when it comes mm-hmm. to interviewing yes. and like even the, even the best people in the world, you know, could still use some coaching for interviews. So I thought it would be like, a, it would be a cool thing to do. And that's when you offered, you know, the podcast, it'd be a cool thing to talk about. And so like one of the things I love about um, going to an interview, which I've been in a few, mm-hmm. um, actually, I'd like to go to more, but you just can't <laughs> interview for jobs for the fun of it. I know. Uh, I think they're fun. And I think there's like two separate sides of it because I think it's really fun to like talk about yourself. And I feel like it's almost a, it's like a challenge 
which I think is fun. Cause they'll ask you, I remember some of my favorite interviews, like there were some that I was in tears just cause I was emotional, like talking about myself and my life. And they're asking you really, so I'm with you. I think, th- I think people either really love them or they hate them. And I don't really know if there's really in between. <laughs> yeah. And so for, for the people that hate them, I think the best thing that they can do is come prepared. And so one of the things that I enjoy most about the interview, and is I don't, I don't really, I personally don't think that I talk a lot about myself, but I'm, I'm sure I do. But one of the things that I enjoy the most is coming prepared and like getting ready to just grill the heck out of whoever's in the seat across from me. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, they're in a power position or, you know, all these Mm -hmm. crazy things that, you know, we talk about in the sales world or in the uh, business world, but I really enjoy just coming prepared. And like, I've had interviews. One of my favorite interviews uh, was like a VP, like two VPs sitting across from me. And we got to a point in the the interview and they were both like, we have never had someone ask this many questions in all the years we've ever done interviews. And I just kind of laughed to myself, like thinking to myself, what were these other people doing? I have no idea, but I wanted to get as much information out of them, you know, as they wanted to get out of me actually more because, you know, in my case, I was stepping out of a business that I, that I had known really well. And, and this was something new. So I really wanted to know a lot about the business. I wanted to know, you know, how well the company was doing financially. I wanted to know all these things that, you know, most people, I guess, don't ask in an interview, but they're really important questions, right? No, but that's so true. And I think it's a really important thing for people to remember that your the interview goes both ways. Like, the, the candidate that is being interviewed should also, at least you should have that mindset that you're also interviewing them, right? Like it's not just them interviewing you to see if you're worthy of the role. It's kind of whether or not the company is worthy of having you too. If you're a good candidate with yeah. lots of skills and experience and you do bring a lot of value or, or at least you have other options and other roles, you need to be very serious about interviewing. Um, so I love that you ask a lot of questions because that's definitely a tip I include as well. Ask things that like wouldn't normally come up in a benefits package or wouldn't normally come up in an interview. So yeah, how's the company doing? Am I going to be out of a job in six months? Are you running out of money? You know, I, yep. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. So just going back to that story real quick um, and, and other stories that I could tell that, that, you know, after the questions and after the in-depth interview that I had with them, they were ready to hire me on the spot. And I didn't really have... A, you know, I didn't really have any other options. I wasn't to go, I wasn't going to interview with like five other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't, I kind of walked in with the confidence, like, well, you know, I don't have to go work for them. You know what I mean? I think that's really important when people walk into an interview that they take the pressure off themselves to say that, okay, there's going to be like to have a mentality that there's other opportunities in the world. This is not the last opportunity that you'll ever get, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people just, they need to take the pressure off themselves to quote unquote perform well in an interview. And really, you know, and I know not, not everybody's like me, but kind of take the lead. Like, okay, I have, you know, do you want to ask questions first or do you want me to ask questions first? Cause I have a whole list. <laughs> and like most people are like, really? You have a whole list? I'm like, oh yeah. And I, okay. I, need, I know we can do this all day if you want to. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's one of the things that I like about it. 
No, I agree with that. And I'd say um, coming, so coming with questions, definitely important, you know, do your research on the company ahead of time. Um, and I'm with you too, that it's not even, I think people get, it was, it was in, into my career of like dealing with hiring and, you know, HR related duties that like people that have been in roles for a long period of time, probably struggle the most. Okay interviewing. I found that people that had been in roles 10, 15 years, or even five plus years, they've been out of the interview game and interviewing just like anything else, things change. Like bringing, I mean, like we used to, and not we, I mean, it was before my time even, but like you would send a resume through the mail. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. used to be the expectation. So now if they have the same mindset of submitting a resume and a cover letter through to a company, um, it's not, it's not the same. Like who, who's yeah. reading that? So it, yeah, I, I, I literally break it down as much as what are you wearing? <laughs> I do. And I'm, you laugh, but like I do because people that have from 10, 15 plus years ago or whatever, like if you, I've had an interview happen before that somebody was wearing a tie and okay. he don't really wear ties anymore. And he had a tie and a suit coat on. And the one, and I told him, I said, eh, I don't really like people don't really do the whole suit coat thing anymore. Like you want to dress to blend in. You don't want to dress to stand out. And um, that's the biggest thing I think even with entry level candidates, they tell them to wear a suit and nobody wears suits anymore. Um, and I remember he, the one guy that he interviewed with, he told him to take the tie off before he met with the next guy, because he's like, he's going to think you don't fit mm -hmm. in if you wear that tie he's like he's take it off put it in your pocket and I just remember thinking that but yeah I mean you can be off your game or out of your league and you need you need to have someone who's been in it either coaching you or helping you or receiving the I would not just go into it blindly right yeah I totally agree totally yeah. agree so what other tips other than being prepared asking questions what else do you have for interviewing I have a whole list I've got like you and your questions I have all sorts of things that I yeah. do well, I, I mean, you mentioned it a couple minutes ago, but researching the other company or, or research, researching the company you're going to interview with. Um, and and that that kind of comes along with uh, being prepared with the questions that you have to ask. But doing your research, knowing who's in what positions, uh, knowing, um, you know, trying to find somebody who's already worked there. And LinkedIn is great for that, you know, um, to try to find somebody who has worked there in their past or who is currently working there. Even if you don't know them, I would say try to reach out to them on LinkedIn and try to get some sort of communication to get some inside info, right? So, I mean, part of, you know, part of what we have to do is get some, you know, inside information on the company to know the right questions to ask and to know, you know, maybe, you, you know, maybe you have to wear a tie, you know, maybe the guy you're interviewing with, you know, you yeah, have no, to wear well, a tie. You're not getting no, yeah. Know how fancy and or casual it is before you get there. Or like if you're right. in construction, I remember when I was early in construction, I wore, oh my gosh, I wore these heels to this one meeting and like they were up at, I don't remember, it was some general contractor. And I literally had to climb up into their job trailer, like with heels on. And I just, I'm sure I looked like that woman that was just like, she clearly is brand new to this, even though I wasn't, but like, I just, I, I remember I wore these heels and I was like, never again. So now I coach everybody else. Do not know where you're interviewing. Cause sometimes people do interview literally in job trailers. Do not wear heels. Yes. Do not wear heels. Yeah. Wear proper footwear in construction. Right. So do your research, right. You know, make, make lots of notes, 
and kind of know what you're getting yourself into when you, when you're walking into an interview. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I think types of questions are interesting too. Like, even though we've told them to ask questions, one that mm. I always tell people to ask, and you might agree with this or not is who is my manager going to be? And can I meet them? Um, because typically when people leave jobs, they aren't leaving because of money. They aren't leaving whatever they're usually leaving because of bad managers or bad and or bad management. Um, so I typically push people that they go, no, you know, you can't, you'd be like, well, why, you know, who else is this person managing? What's their management style? Like, because I know for myself, I don't do well with like a micromanager. So if I know that that's how that person is, or that's how they manage, it's not the role for me, regardless if it's good pay and everything else, I'm not going to thrive in that type of environment. I need people that are just going to trust me and let me fail and follow my own, or just like, let me just kind of run and do my thing. And then we'll have a meeting later, but what do you yeah. think? No, I totally agree with you. That that's one of the that's one of the questions I always ask mm -hmm. if if I'm when I'm interviewing, who's who's my boss going to be? And if I can't, you know, if I'm not if I like for some of some interviews happen, you know, out of the office. So, you know, you know you're not able to meet those particular people, but I always ask, you know, so what type of management style they have? Like what kind of relationships do they have like, you know, with with their with the people they're managing? And mm -hmm. And where, and, and like, where, where do they fall in the hierarchy? You know, are they, you know, how many, how many people are managing them? Are they, you know, is there three or four people above those guys? Like who, you know what I mean? Where in the structure are they so that if I have issues or concerns, you know, am I, am I already at the top, you know, <laughs> or yeah. do I have to, or I, do I have to jump through hoops in order to get to somebody who's going to be able to help me with, whatever issue I'm dealing with. I think even too for, again, this is more for myself. So whether or not other people resonate with this, but if you're like a free thinker or creative thinker or somebody who likes to challenge the status quo or whatever, I thought it was always good to know too, how do they accept like feedback? Like if you necessarily mm. want to give feedback or say you want to improve a process, what does that look like in that company? And if yeah. they go, oh, well, no, I never, then they're probably not too innovative. Like they're not <laughs> thinking about new things, you know, or if they go, sure, well, we'd love to hear your ideas and we'll sit down and we'll talk about them. And we'll, and, you know, we want you to come with a plan and how to execute. Like, that is a very interesting question for me as well, because it kind of tells you, are they moving forward? Are they the type of people that say, well, that's just the way we've always done it. You know, that's another firm that I know is not good for me. Yeah. I always tell the story, like, I always like to tell stories no matter what I'm doing, but I was the, these two owners that I worked for in one of my previous positions, um, I was sitting in this, in the one guy's office, it was an annual re review. And he said, you know, Nick, I am sorry that we turned down like 90% of your ideas. And so, <laughs> and so I, so I have that. So that's, so I take that, I took that story and then I tell people so this is who you're going to get like yeah. the guy that's going to you know that's going to come with ideas and you may you know you may turn around you know turn away 90 of them but you know there there are some you know there are some good ones <laughs> but you know that I'm going to come with ideas and I'm not going to you know not have you know opinions about things and just you know roll with the punches so to speak I'm going to have you know I'm going to be um you know, coming with some ideas, I guess is the best way to say it. So kind of twiddling, twiddling my thumbs in the corner. No, that's, that's so true too. And, and then you'll know whether or not, like, I think in an interview, if they like people that ask questions, because there are companies out there that literally just want widget makers yeah. 
and they just sit there and do that. And there's people that like that and that's totally fine, but you just need to be really worried about and considering is this company fit who I am as an individual? Would I be friends with my boss? Would I be friends with the other people here? Do I believe in what they believe in? Um, I think another one I'm going to add, and we might be getting off topic here, but mission statements, vision statements, um, and all of that junk mm-hmm. that is just on the wall. Is it on the wall or do they actually do it? I think if I could tell my, my younger self, like mm-hmm. a part of the interview process, explain, like when you're asking them questions, explain to me, like, say your vision is to change the world and da, 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 da. Well, how are you changing the world? Or is it just look pretty on the wall and it's a good corporate sign and it just makes everybody feel all lovey-dovey inside, but really your people work 80 hours a week and they can't wait to go home and they're all on medication. Yeah. They're so stressed. Like, what do you truly stand for? And is that who your company actually is? Yeah, and I think like one of the, some of the responses I've gotten, because I've asked the same question, one of the responses or a couple of responses I've got is we're working on it. So like, you know what I mean? So I, and I understand that because I, I think that most companies, most companies struggle with that. You know what I mean? They struggle with like, what is our mission? What is our vision? And so at least if they say they're working on it, I know that they're being honest with where they're at. You know what I mean? Like they haven't arrived. They haven't. Right. Yeah, they're as good as it gets. They're not perfect. Yeah, that's okay. I laughed at first because I, I just feel like I would I laugh in the interview that <laughs> we're working on our mission. We're working on our vision. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, and I think that, and I've gotten the response that like, hey, you know, you're going to be part of the team that helps us with that. And so that, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and that that's whether, you know, whether that means they just haven't worked on it yet or not, I don't know, but I mean- I think that that to let them know that that sort of thing is important to you, I think is, is very important in an interview. Yeah. Like, Hey, we want to make sure that this company's going somewhere. So. Yeah, no, I love that. I think other basic tips too, that I've thrown at people besides what to wear um, resumes, like a lot of people will make the assumption that just cause you sent it ahead of time that you're good with them just having that copy of your resume and that they're going to print it out and they're going to, whatever. well, no, if you're going to a panel, you need to make sure you have enough resumes for everybody that's going to be sitting in front of you and yourself. People sometimes forget to bring a resume for themselves because if they're sitting across the table from people and they say, well, what, you know, on this, on this thing here, you know, you said you were doing this and then you have to like reach across the table. Like that just looks not good. Right. So show them. Yeah. And if you want to say that you're detail oriented, Show Mm -hmm. them that you're detail oriented, show them that you're organized. Don't tell them, oh, I think ahead. And then I forgot to have a resume for myself. That doesn't help. So I think between that and then bringing extra pens, oh, that was horrible. I like didn't have a pen one time and I had to ask him for a pen. And I almost just like, it was just not good, but extra pens, extra resumes, resumes for everybody plus yourself. That's one that I think I always tell people that they're like, oh, I never would think to do that because they don't want to share a resume either. Like you don't want to have five people having to push a resume up and down the table. That's just not right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I always, I always tell, I always tell them that I don't like my resume. Like, yeah, I I always try to, and there again, I guess maybe I'm different than most people, but I, I try to throw people off of resumes because, you know, like, I don't think my resume is that great, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And maybe it isn't. Like (laughs) the way you designed it or like the content? What do you got to clarify? No, no. Like, I mean, what's, 
what what's most important about a resume to me is the content is like what okay, you know you. Wh- what what you actually accomplish and i don't think mine's that great but and so i think you know part of what i do is try to throw them off of the resume like are we basing this whole interview off of a resume and yeah. if so i'll tell them that mine's not the greatest you know what i mean i'll i'll you know i'll try to throw them off because i i really you know, I really don't want to get hired based on my resume. I want to be hired. I want to be hired based on, you know, you called my references, you, you know, you, you had, you know, we had two interviews. And so you got to kind of know me a little bit, you know what I mean? And my, you know, my personality and and that sort of thing. So there's so much more, I think, like, if I would say, I'd like to say that there's so much more to hiring somebody than their resume. And, and companies, and so that goes for employers and employees. So from an employer standpoint, don't bring people in just based on a, you know, based on a, a excellent or, you know, vice versa. Don't not bring someone in because of a crappy resume. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you have to really meet people and, and, you know, face to face and understand who, you know, who you're hiring um, from that standpoint. I don't know. Does that make I sense? Know. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense because I think it's frustrating sometimes when, and I'm sure a lot of people that are like maybe currently actively interviewing for things or like you submit, like everybody, of course, I understand it. It's efficient to be able to create these uh, software system. That's like, how many years of experience do you have? Click five. Well, okay. Let's say I have three, but I also have two years of this and I'm also a great person and I'm a this and a that and a that. Well, your little computer robot thing doesn't know that. And so I'm with you there because that does get frustrating. I remember in the past, I think it was when I left one job and I was interviewing for others and I was applying, you know, sending out my resume and stuff. And yeah, if, if the job is requiring, you know, five years of experience, but I've got four, I automatically am canceled out because I don't have that five. Well, what if I'm four and I'm great versus the person that has five and they suck? Like, <laughs> you know, and I just think these little, like in this, in this game to be more efficient, whatever, we're losing the human element and yes, computers and they're great and technology, whatever, but we're losing this human element of hiring good people instead of trying to fit somebody into the job description. Why don't you, and I'll be on the soap doc box for years, but instead of trying to fit the individual into the job description why don't you go find a amazing person and then build the job around them yeah they need to have the right skills but like they don't need to check every single box they need to check the important ones but if they're four years versus five years but they're great i mean come on yeah 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 no i i totally agree and if it's an efficiency thing which is what most people tell me then call them call them on the phone you know what i mean don't text them, call them on the phone, see if they can have a conversation with you, see if they can, see if they can, you know, communicate well or reasonably well, depending yeah. on what the job is and, and disqualify or qualify people that way, as opposed to, you know, I, I know it's going to take, you know, I'm going to, I have 10 interviews today or whatever the case may be. Well, maybe you can scale that back to five and take, you know, an hour on the phone and just really have some good solid conversations with people before you actually bring them into interview. Yeah. Or even I'll even say for construction specifically, and I can speak to this exactly. And I know you can as well ask them to show up 
guarantee about 75% of them probably aren't even going to show up. So there you go. Now you really only have to interview 25% of them. And it's just like, or they're going to be late or they're going to go to the wrong place or they're going to come unprepared. So a lot of people disqualify themselves. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. They do. A lot of people literally disqualify themselves. So put them through a couple hoops, very standard, normal operating procedure, but a lot of people do disqualify themselves. So I don't know. I just, and I get that there's big corporations that probably have thousands of people that apply for certain positions. That's a little different. I don't expect yeah. a thousand calls, but I hear you. Yeah. Now you found a great job. You've interviewed there. They've made you an offer. Now you need to go back to your company and you need to put in your notice. I've got all my own tips. Again, some of them are on my LinkedIn, but go ahead, Nick, tell me some of yours. Cause I know that was a topic you were passionate about as well. Yeah. So I, I think, um, I, I, I'm always, I've always been kind of an advocate of, you know, honoring people. And so we work for people, uh, yes, we work for companies, but um, we work for people. And I think that if we err on the side of uh, honoring the person that we work for, I think that is really, um, that really, th that really kind of bodes well for you in the future, kind of like the idea of don't burn bridges mm -hmm. um, and that sort of thing. So I always, I, my, my opinion is that you give uh, like more than enough time. Yeah. So unless you're super frustrated and like, you know, something really serious has happened, then you have to, you know, that you have to turn in your, um, your notice right away. Mm -hmm. I, I would say that there are cases that, you know, you should just, you know, you should end it. Um, but if it's, if it's a kind of a mutual, you think it's going to be, you know, somewhat of a mutual um, parting of ways, then I, I like to give as much time as possible. And, and I think that that goes along with the whole idea that we honor the people that we work for. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, we choose to, um, give them the, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, it doesn't mean that you lose control over the situation in my opinion, um, because you can still honor people and, and still stick up for yourself. You know, yeah, if, yeah. if they, if they, um, if they react, uh, differently than what you thought they would. Um, but, you know, I can just think of the last, the last time I put a notice in, it was really hard for me because I really cared about the company that I worked for and, and the owner and, um, you know, it become a friend of mine. So it was, it was, it was not an easy thing. So what made it easier for me is to say, I'll, you know, I'll give you three, you know, what do you need? I'll give you two weeks. Do you need three weeks or four weeks? What, you know, what do you need? The next person. Do you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you need me to, you know, what, what do you need me to do to make this a smooth transition? And I think, first of all, you have to be confident that this is what you want to do because, um, because like, you're going to, I think you're going to jump in and talk about, you know, what people are going to throw at you and I'll let you talk about that. But I think you really have to be like, don't, don't make a decision based on, you know, emotion, yes. you know, step, yeah. step away from that, step away from the emotion of, of leaving a company of leaving a person, you know, and, and really, and really just walk, walk in that day, whatever it is, you know, and have some confidence in your mind that you're doing the right thing and that you're, you know, you're, you're going you're doing this for you and your family or whatever the case may be. And that everybody's going to be okay in the end, because this isn't like the end of the world. It's just, you know, an end of a season of life, so to speak. Yeah. No, I, 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 I love that part. And I think, 
I've, I've had good employers and I've had bad employers. So I've seen both sides and I've also helped coach people through that process that have had good employers and bad employers. So, and that's kind of what I wrote about my post today is that typically there's a lot of anxiety and people are nervous because yeah, it's, it's, it's like having any sort of uncomfortable conversation with somebody. And I try to Mm -hmm. alleviate some of that stress by saying, well, whatever your mind and anxiety is telling you, one of three things is going to happen. They are going to say, eh, okay, sounds good. That's fine. Which yeah. is typically likely, that's probably like you probably were expired a long time ago and they just left you on because they couldn't <laughs> find it. So that, I feel like that's really, so really it's a matter of two things that happen. One, they say, oh my gosh, what can we do to keep you? They start throwing money at you and say, hey, let's counter, you know, what do you need, whatever. And it's not typically about money. I'll talk about that maybe on a later podcast, but people don't typically leave because of money. So then they're thinking about that. Or my other favorite is when they go, okay, well, you can be done today. And when you're going back to what you said about emotions, yes, emotions get in the way with both leaving jobs and also with the employer when they, people put in their notice. And I'm sure there are special circumstances that like it's a safety threat or it's an IT threat or it's whatever that somebody needs to leave today. I get it, those circumstances happen. But time and time again, even for myself and for other people, um, people have this huge emotional reaction and they're like, you need to be done. Well, what about all the meetings they had? What about all the clients they had? What about all the whatever, you know, are, are you really thinking logically here when we tell somebody to just pound sand and leave? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's stuff from both perspectives that the employer needs to be thinking about, but also the candidate needs to be prepared for and thinking about, because no matter how good of a relationship you have with somebody, putting in a notice can trigger people. Mm-hmm. You're leaving them. That's going to cause them more stress. I mean, from an employer's perspective, right? Like let's pretend Sarah or Carolyn or one of my girls says tomorrow they're, well, that's going to put me in a very interesting spot. Mm-hmm. They've all got their perfect little roles. And yeah, it's going to feel a certain, it's going to make me feel a certain way. Now, am I going to like lose it on or whatever? I don't know, because I'm not, you know, they haven't done it yet. But I think people just need to be thinking about how do I put in my notice and how do I do it in a very respectful way? Yes, you should always give somebody proper notice. I love that you said that. And I like that you also had an asterisk on that saying, if there's a certain scenario as to why you feel like you can't. Like I know a lot of toxic environments Mm-hmm. That people have worked in that right once you put your notice in now you've got like a bullet on your or not a bullet on your, <laughs> you've got a bullseye on your back not a bullet on your back that would be very uncomfortable um but you've got a bullseye on your back now right so now everybody's oh hush hush nick nick's leaving do you hear nick's leaving and then it just becomes so uncomfortable for you for those remainder two weeks like you don't need to deal with that high school bs like you, you can put in a week and be done and um no i i, I i'm with you and i think I don't know exactly where I want to go with that, but yeah, like the tips that I put specifically in my post was in BD, I could speak for BD and marketing and I'm sure you can too. If somebody shuts your computer off or they shut your email off, you've got stuff in there and it's going to directly look poor on you. Yeah. If they don't set it up the way, like, and they don't really care, I feel like sometimes. So like, you need to be thinking about, all right, I have another role eventually. I need to keep my, in business development, it's all about relationships. It's all about customer service and responding back to people quickly. If Nick Bear starts to not respond back to some head honchos and some bigwigs in the industry quickly, they don't care. You know, they don't care. Mm -hmm. So you just need to make sure you're prepared and handling yourself and planning that like it's, not that I know of, but you, you like not taking comfort, like 
contact information, that's allowed. Like if you need to call somebody, that's allowed. Like, I, I don't believe that's a protected thing that like contact information because you just put in your cell phone. But like, if you need to get a hold of somebody, you have a meeting tomorrow, like you need to be able to prep this out. You need to be able to plan. If you're, if you're putting your notice in on Monday, what do you got going on through Tuesday and Friday of that week and the next week? You have to be planning because unfortunately, sometimes employers don't really care. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. <laughs> Yeah. I just get real passionate about this because I have I have had people that I know personally that have literally been escorted out of buildings just because they put their notice in. And it's just you have to be thinking about these things or they can't pack up their desk. Like how how uncomfortable and violating does that feel that like somebody else is packing up your desk of like your kids and your wife and all your personal items and your like that is just so uncomfortable. And I don't even know if that's allowed anymore. But um, yeah, not good. You got to be prepared. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it comes, it, isn't it just the, it's just the, it, I don't know if it's the reverse, but it's the same idea that we talked about when we go into an interview, mm-hmm. right? We're just, we're planning, we're trying to figure out who, you know, who we're meeting with. Do we know anybody else in the company? I mean, same thing when you're trying to leave somewhere, what, what do you think they're going to do? Is it, you know, they're going to, is there a possibility they could, you know, take me out, you know, within, you know, five minutes of submitting yeah. the notice, but, you know, yeah. let's, let's just at least consider the possibility mm-hmm. and be ready for, like you said, contacts, meetings, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff. Like Bob put his notice in a month ago. What happened to Bob? Yeah. What happened to Bob when Bob put his notice in? Was it nice? Was it, you know, was it a different, you know, perspective? So yeah, you do. You just have to be thinking about these things and I just hope on, and I know that there's a lot of employers that handle it with class too, right? Because I think I wrote an article one time about how like, it's funny how like people circle back in your life, especially if you're, if you're staying in the same industry, like somebody chances are, are probably going to work with you again or for you, or you're going to work for them in some capacity or especially if it's in the same industry. So again, there's going to be situations that, yeah, a bridge is going to get burnt because people are immature potentially, and they get emotionally driven and then they're all upset or people do things wrong. But I think, yeah, you really have to be thinking about, it is way easier to handle. There's way less damage control to do if somebody is happy leaving a company, throw them a party, you know? Thank them for all that they've done. Yeah. And because that's not, you know, think of all they've done over the past couple of years. Like, it's not a personal thing. That's not a personal attack on you. It's just they, yeah, maybe they've moved on. It's a new season. Yeah. And it it kind of, what you're saying there, it just plays into, um, you know, from an employer standpoint, I talked about if you're the employee, you want to honor the people that you're working for. But I mean, even more so, in my opinion, if you're the employer, honoring that person that has worked for you and whether you're emotionally involved at the moment or not, you need to go figure out how you can, you know, take a deep breath and be able to, you know, honor the person that's worked for you because other people are watching that whole scenario play out. Not just, not just, you know, your emotion focused on that one person is, is, you know, might be, might seem justified but other people are watching the way you handle that situation. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure that 90% of the employers out there handle it with grace and honor. I, I, I'm sure they do, but maybe we're speaking to the other 10% that like, Hey, you really need to really need to think about um, the, the long-term implications of how you, you know, let people go, you know? So 
Yeah, it's true. And even like even related to marketing, I, I, I think it's just fascinating that like people going back to like the word art on the walls, like our people, you know, we love our people and we this and we that. And it's like, you just need to be thinking about, okay, you're going to put that out there, but actions speak louder than words. You're exactly yeah. correct. Like a lot of people know Nick Bear. A lot of people know Chris and Bucci. A lot of people know a lot of people. And, you know, if you burn that bridge with them and then they know everyone else, that's marketing. What comes out of that person's mouth next is marketing. So, yeah. yeah. So you put in your notice, the employer handles it perfectly. We could get into counters. Oh my gosh, I love talking about counters, but what else? I know you have to get going. So what other topics do you want to tell anybody anything going on? Great. You guys have any good openings at your company that maybe you want to talk about? Yes, I would actually love to talk about that. So um, we have, you know, we are a great family owned company. We're an ESOP. So we're also, we're not only family owned, but we're also employee owned, which I know that doesn't make sense, but we have family that is working in leadership positions here that um, we're part of the Breck, Bill and Hellman, which is amazing and awesome. Um, and and Daryl and John, Daryl Breckville and John Hellman, even come into the office, they still have dealings with us and they're great, you know, they're awesome. So uh, we have we have openings for uh, estimators, we have openings for project managers, and we have openings for site supervisors. And we would love to have, you know, up and coming, you know, carpenters and, you know, trades people uh, join our team because I mean, we believe, we firmly believe in the future of construction and um, we work closely with ABC and Franklin County Career and Tech and a lot of places that are, um, you know, kind of fostering the next generation of construction workers. And we're very passionate about that. And um, we, our guys have a ton of construction experience. I mean, we have so many um, guys and gals in our um, company that have, you know, 30 plus years experience. Um, and and uh, I, I feel like that's just a huge benefit for somebody walking in the door, you know, might be a little green or, or uh, you know, might, might be looking to even change careers and learn, you know, just be ready to learn and willing to learn something new. Uh, we would love to talk to you and, and uh, communicate with you. So yeah, no, I agree. I think this is like a public service announcement, not just for Breckville and Hellman, but just for the industry in general. Younger folks that are considering potentially going to college or going to a trade school are not really sure what they want to do. I'm going to challenge you if you're either listening to this or maybe your parent is listening to this. Parents, please tell your kids. Look into just the statistics and the numbers associated to getting into the trades, especially in central Pennsylvania. It doesn't need to be an emotional conversation. It doesn't need to be anything else. Just look into the statistics of being able to start at a trade school, literally having a guaranteed job. If you're not a schmuck, <laughs> you'll have a yeah. good job. You'll make good money. There's lots of people that yeah. want you. There's lots of opportunities. So if you're maybe uncertain what you want to do, which I understand there's so many opportunities in this world now, like look, look into the trades, look into construction. Um, there's things that are in the field. There's things that are in the office. So definitely look into them. And Nick, if people want to get in touch with you either about maybe any of those openings or just want to maybe talk with you more about hiring and maybe they need help, maybe you want, they need to, to prep them on an interview. Um, how do you want them yeah. to get in touch with you? Yeah, well, I, I just want to piggyback on one thing that oh, you okay. said um, about, um, I, 
if you're listening to this podcast, you need to call and you have any um, inkling that someone, you know, that's close to you or yourself, you would be interested in construction, engineering, architecture. Um, you need to call somebody like myself or like Kristen and just have a conversation about like what um, what's out there, what you love to do, how could that be integrated into construction or engineering or architecture and, and just, just be open to the conversation and not, you know, don't feel like you have, if you have no experience whatsoever, you know, there's no way you could do in construction. Or, I, I've heard that so many times. And like you said, we, we have with no experience though. That's what kills me. Like you started with no experience. I started, like I started scooping ice cream in an ice cream shop. I had no yeah. Everybody starts with no experience. So keep going. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you just need to reach out and have a conversation with somebody like Kristen or like myself and, you know, get a good feel for, you know, who the good companies are. I mean, we we can share all kinds of information about the industry and it's not just going to be specific, especially I know it's not going to be specific to, you know, Breckville and Hellman or to uh, Cray Marketing, you know, and, and BD and all the stuff that you do. So um, I would just say reach out. And the best way to reach me is probably email or LinkedIn. My email address is nbair, B-A-I-R, at B-N-H-C-O-N-S-T dot com. So uh, that would be great. Yes. No, I agree. Obviously anybody connect. I just, I'd prefer LinkedIn, shoot me a message. I'm on it all day. Um, so feel free to get in touch with me. I completely agree with, even though Nick spoke for me, I completely agree. I'd love to, I love this industry. And I think that more people need to fall in love with it. So Nick, great chatting today. I know we had just a few minutes. We might have to do part two and part three. I think we have a lot more we could talk about, but thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Kristen. Want to follow along? Be sure to subscribe to listen to our latest episodes.